night, if you will, and turn to the book of Acts, the book of Acts. And uh, boy, this is a, a totally different direction than we were going to head earlier this morning. This is not what I had planned on preaching tonight at Calvary, but uh, earlier this afternoon, God began to, God began to sort of change my direction. I had another message I was going to preach tonight, but I also told you that I was going to be very brief this evening. And I'm going to try to hold to that. And I didn't want to rush, didn't want to rush through that message that I was going to try to give you. And on top of that, yesterday, with everything that was going on, God laid some things on my heart that I wanted to say to the church. And so uh, we didn't get a chance to really do that last night. And so I wanted to take an opportunity tonight. And I wanted to just try to cast a little vision for our church family this evening. I'm going to try to do this in about 15 minutes. And we're going to try to have, have invitation. Well, that really hurts when you laugh like that. That really hurts, Brother Ricky. And <laughs> All right, time. Here we go. All right. And uh, I believe we're going to do this quickly tonight. I want you to take your Bibles. It's according to how, how you listen. All right. If you listen fast, I'll preach fast. Acts chapter 1. Let's stand tonight if you would. I want to show you a few interesting things and just especially after the phenomenal night that God gave us last night, I want to see if I could just cast a little vision for our church family this evening. Well, how many believe God's doing something special? And I, and I, I believe this. I believe God can continue to do something special. And we want him to, that's for sure. Acts 1, verse number 1. The Bible says, The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began, to, to, uh, began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he had showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And when they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. You may be seated tonight. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to be back at Calvary tonight. There's a fantastic spirit here tonight. And God, we're glad to be here. I know many of our folks are tired uh, it's been a, a very, uh, it's been a hard week, but a, but, a, but a rewarding week. And we just thank you, Heavenly Father, that you've, you've blessed the uh, labor of love that's went on here this week. And Heavenly Father, it's been a success. And we thank you and praise you for that. Thank you for this phenomenal crowd that's here tonight. And Lord, I pray now that you'll net our hearts together. And I pray that we'll take something home with us, uh, Lord, that will help us in our, in our Christian walk. Lord, I pray that you would do that tonight. I pray, you'd, I pray that you'd cast some vision this evening. Lord, give us a vision. 
Where there is no vision, the people perish. And so, Heavenly Father, give us vision tonight as a church family. I believe you've done that, and I believe you're doing that. And so I pray that you'll bless our time together tonight. Help us, we pray. We love you and praise you. We ask you for your anointing, your power tonight, and we ask it for Jesus Christ's sake. In his name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. It's been 2000, about 2010, and I took, uh, I, I was taking some college courses on, online, and one of the classes that was offered or was maybe suggested was a class on missions, and I don't think that I had ever taken a class on missions before. It was given by, uh, by an instructor by the name of Kevin Bachman, and I think I'd heard Brother Bachman's name. I knew that he was a missionary. He was the instructor, but he was a missionary. Brother Bachman's a missionary in the country of Turkey, not too far from our missionary, Brother uh, Nick Malucci there in Bulgaria. And anyway, anyway, long story short, I took that class. It was one of the greatest classes I've ever taken in my entire life. And as, as Brother Bachman worked his way through the book of Acts and the whole class was just designed uh, for missions, one of the things that I remember Brother Bachman saying was this. Brother Bachman said, for these last few years, he said, God has laid something on my heart. And he said, I've been praying this prayer. And he told the prayer that he'd been praying, and this was his prayer. Lord, expand my vision and extend my outreach. Expand my vision and extend my outreach. Well, when he said that, it lodged. And so from that day on in 2010, I've been praying that prayer. I pray that prayer almost every single day. Lord, expand my vision and extend my outreach. You say, Pastor, what, what does that exactly mean? And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not exactly sure what all of that means, but I know one thing. God knows. God knows. But I know this. I want God to expand my vision. I want... I, I want us to be doing in Calvary Baptist Church more in 2022 than we're doing in 2021. And the Lord's really blessing and God's working and the church is growing and folks are being saved. And man, folk got some help this morning. What a blessing that was. But I'm gonna be honest with you. What God is doing in 2021 is not good enough for what God is going to do in 2022. And, and so I wanna encourage us as a church family to start praying that prayer. Lord, expand my vision and extend my outreach. Yesterday was all about casting vision. That's really what yesterday was all about. We had a lot of fun. We ate, we drank coffee, we, uh, we listened to great music. We enjoyed wonderful fellowship. Man, we enjoyed fried chicken. It was, it was great. I mean, so many great things. It was just a fun day. But really, yesterday was all about casting vision. Yesterday was all about uh, folks getting in, involved in the work of God and getting plugged in and finding a place in the body and, and, and letting God use you in a great way. And so I, when I began to think about that thing of vision, I, I thought, Lord, what, what is something that I could say as the pastor of this flock? What is something that I could say to try to cast vision and it was like the Holy Spirit said this. He said, well, why don't you use the ultimate example of when Christ tried to cast some vision into his disciples? We read it tonight in Acts chapter one. The Lord Jesus is about to ascend into heaven. 
And then he knows that he has very limited time with his followers. And so we notice here that the Lord Jesus Christ in Acts chapter one, we notice that Christ leaves a very special commission on the hearts of his followers. I wanna just draw your attention to just a couple things or a few things tonight quickly concerning this passage that we read tonight. How about this? Number one, we see, first of all, a specific assembly. A specific assembly. Look, if you will, Acts chapter one, verse number four. The Bible says, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. By the way, interesting. If you go back to, God, to uh, Matthew's gospel concerning this same exact story, you'll notice that in Matthew's gospel, we notice that it is a place that is specifically appointed by Christ himself. Matthew 28, 16 says it like this. Then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Now, my point tonight is this, that this was not an accidental meeting. What happened here in Acts chapter 1 and in Matthew chapter 28 was not something that just happened to happen. This was on purpose. The Lord Jesus Christ said, fellas, I want you to meet me here. We're going to have something happen very special here. And, and so this was a specific assembly. We noticed that last night this was not an accidental meeting. Last night was not accidental. That, that was that, that's for sure. A lot of purpose, a lot of planning, a lot of work, a lot of prayer. How it went into the end of the meeting last night, and uh, but there was a there was a specific purpose, and the purpose was this: we wanted to commission you to get plugged into the body of Christ to be a disciple. Uh, and so last night the assembly was for the purpose of casting vision into the hearts of God's people. So we notice, first of all, a specific assembly. But I love this next one. Number two, we see a special place. Look at Acts 1, verse 4. This is, this is really good. Acts chapter 1, verse number 4. The Bible says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from, what's the word? Jerusalem. That they should not depart from Jerusalem. Jerusalem. What is Jerusalem, Pastor? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Jerusalem was the most sacred place for the Hebrew people. Jerusalem was the place. Man, Jerusalem, think about it. Jerusalem was the place, the place where Christ died. Jerusalem was the place where Christ rose again. Jerusalem was the place that Jesus often ministered and Christ often taught. Uh, Jerusalem was a very sacred place. Think about it like this. Whenever you went to Jerusalem, you always went up. Amen. You read your Bible, and when it talks about going to Jerusalem, the Bible will say, they went up to Jerusalem. They went up to Jerusalem. And Jerusalem is above sea level. But on top of that, it was just a special place. Whenever you were going to Jerusalem, you were going up. That's what it's talking about. It was a very sacred place. I thought about this. When the Jews would travel to this special place, it was always a time of rejoicing. We talked about the songs of degree sometimes back in our Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, and as the, as the Jewish people would have certain places, they would meet outside of Jerusalem and then they would travel the rest of the way in. Boy, they traveled up with singing and praising and testifying and communing. And boy, it was, a, it was always a very special, special time of rejoicing. But not only that, but did you know tonight that some consider Jerusalem to be the center of the world. Amen. 
And so for so many people, Jerusalem was the center of the world. This was a special, special place for these Christians, Jerusalem was. You say, Pastor, is that a big deal? Well, I think it is. And I'll tell you why I think so, because, boy, I know one thing, Calvary Baptist Church is a special, special place for a lot of other Christians that I know. I know one thing, it's a special place for this Christian right here. Boy, I'm, I'm so glad. I am so glad. You know what? I don't have to go. I get to go. Man, listen, I promise you this. You don't have to prize us out of bed on Sunday morning. We can't wait till the clock. I mean, we can't wait to get here. And by the way, I'm so thankful that that's the testimony that I hear from so many of you. And even parents have come to us and they say, Pastor, I don't know everything that's going on, but we don't have to bribe our kids to come anymore. They want to come. They beat us up. They're ready to come to the house of the Lord. Our children want to come. It's an exciting place. This is a special place at Calvary Baptist Church and I'm going to be honest with you in many ways this place ought to be the center of our world now I know the world looks on and the world says this about Calvary Baptist Church they say well you know what y'all just take church way too serious what are y'all down there a cult or something and then they come on the property and they're like boy this ain't anything like what I heard these people are nice these people are down to earth. Man, these, these, these people are just folk. And, and, uh, and I'm telling you that, that according to the word of God, that the, that the house of God ought to be the center of your world. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says it like this. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And so for all those people out there that say, well, you're just too into church. You're just, you're just taking church way too seriously. Well, how about 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 15 that says, I beseech you, brethren, ye know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. They were addicted to church. They were addicted to serving God. Oh, that God would give us some saints at Calvary Baptist Church who would say, I don't care what other people say. I don't care what my workers say. I don't care what my peers say. I want to tell you what, oh God, plug me so in to the house of God and the family of God and the things of God. Lord, if it be your will, addict me, addict me to the, uh, to the, the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter one, verse 16 says it like this, for by him were all things were created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible, invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. He's before golf. He's before the theme park. He's before hunting. He's before resting. Amen. He's before relaxation. He's before the easy chair. He's before uh, making money. 
And he is before all things and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. You say, Pastor, preeminence. What does that mean? That means that he ought to be the highest of the high. He ought to be the thing that's at the top of your schedule. He ought to be the thing that's the head priority in your life. Christ ought to have the priority at Calvary Baptist Church. We see a special assembly. We see a special place. I love this next one. Number three, we see a spiritual promise. Look at Acts 1 verse number four. The Bible says, and being assembled together, Calvary, I can't tell you how important this is. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but... What? What are they supposed to do? But wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Now, here Christ is at this specific place, this special place, and, and we find here that the Lord Jesus Christ gives quite the admonition. And the admonition is this, fellas, don't even think of leaving Jerusalem until you've been endued with the power of the Holy Spirit. Hey, Calvary, can I remind us tonight of this, that everything we do at Calvary Baptist Church needs to be done in the power of the Holy Spirit. Everything we do, everything we do. Why you say, Pastor, we've got things pretty fine-tuned. We know how to do this. We know how to play an instrument. We know how to sing. We know how to carry a note. We know how to make an order of service. We know how to, we know how to do church well. Oh, listen to me. You better be careful if you ever get, if you ever get into, that, into that arena. I'm telling you, my dear friend, listen, we better decide in 2021 that every single thing we do must be done in the power of the Holy Holy Spirit. What do you mean, preacher? If you're depending on talent, you better wait. You better wait. So he says to the disciples, fellas, you wait. Just wait. I know you're, you're, you're rearing to go. Wait. Just wait. You're not in any shape to minister until the Spirit of God comes. I know you want to witness, but wait. Wait until the Holy Spirit comes. I know you want to preach, but wait until the Holy Spirit comes. I know there's things that you want to do, but wait until the Holy Spirit comes. Wait. It's important that you be endued and filled with the Holy Spirit, Calvary. Listen, talent won't do it. I'm thankful for talent. I'm thankful for your gifts. Don't get me wrong. Thank God. God's giving us such a gifted group of people, but talent's not enough. And you can walk up here on this platform with talent rolling out your ears, but if you do it in the power of the flesh, you may wow someone for a little bit, but you won't change a life. And we're not here to wow. We're here to change a life. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying if you're depending on personality, you better wait. If you're depending on intellect or education or past experience, you'd better wait. But if we're going to make a difference for the cause of Jesus Christ, we must have spirit fullness. Think about it like this. Think about it like this. We did, the, we did the care packages for the law enforcement officers just the other day. 
You wouldn't expect those outer county deputies, you wouldn't expect them, they're, they're, they, they get up, they shave, they brush their teeth, comb their hair, they get ready to go to work. You, would, you wouldn't expect one of those outer county deputies to walk out of his house and get in his cruiser without his gun belt, his service revolver, his bullets, his flak jacket. What, 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 if, what if the police officer, law enforcement officer walks out, he, he said, I, you know what, I don't need that. I don't need my flak jacket. I probably won't need it today. I don't think I'll need any bullets today. I don't think I'll need a gun. I don't think I'll need any handcuffs today. I'm just going to leave all that behind, all that home. You say, wow, pastor, that's a foolish, foolish law enforcement officer. And you'd be right. But I'm going to tell you what, what, what a foolish church is. A foolish church is one that walks in and says, you know what? We got the church thing down. Lord, I tell you what, you just hang out here. We'll be home in a little while. And I think, we, I, I think we can do this without you. I'm going to tell you something, church. We can't do it without That's you. Right. Amen. Every time we walk in here and play an instrument, we need to do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Every time we sing a special, we need to do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. Every time this choir, and I believe they are, every time this choir walks up here and sings, you ought to do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. Every time we preach, you ought to do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. Every time we shake a hand when folks are coming in and we welcome a visitor or we teach a Sunday school class or we serve in a ministry, it's important that we walk out. We walk out saying, oh, Lord, fill me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. God, give me power. Give me anointing. Give me help. Oh, Lord, fill me with the Spirit of God. And so we see we see, number one, a specific assembly. Number two, a special place. We see a spiritual promise. I'm done. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> hey, look at this, church. This is pretty neat. We see a supernatural work being built. Amen. Let me show you something because this is really awesome. Take your Bibles and turn over to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 and verse number 41. After receiving this commission, after being in this special place, after hearing about this spiritual promise, and by the way, receiving it, Acts 1 and verse 8, we see a supernatural work that's built. Acts chapter 2, verse 41, listen to this. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were, what's the next word? Added, there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Can y'all imagine that? 3,000 people got saved and baptized all in one day. Verse 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, breaking of bread, and in prayers. Look at verse 47, same chapter, verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord, what's the next word? Added to the church daily. Wow. Daily. And the Lord added to the church daily, such, such as should be saved. Turn over a page. Look at Acts chapter 5, verse number 14. Acts 5, verse 14. And believers were the more, what's the word? Added to the Lord multitudes. Did you know that some scholars tell us that that word right there, multitudes, could be in excess of 20? Boy, God's doing something. I mean, God's doing something. But here's my, here's my point, though. You know, if I could say it like this, you ain't seen nothing yet. 
because I want you to take your Bibles and turn one page over, Acts chapter 6 and verse number 1. And all of a sudden, we're getting ready to put it in overdrive. The Bible says in Acts chapter 6, verse number 1, and in those days, when the number of the disciples was, what's the word? Was it added? Oh, no. We've moved from addition to multiplication. And the Bible says in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied. Same chapter, look at verse number 7. The Bible says in the word of God increased and the number of the disciples, what's the word? Multiplied in Jerusalem. What's the next word? Greatly. Oh, listen, you say, Pastor, what's your point? My point is this. God was doing something grand. There were some folks that figured out something. They figured this out. We can't do it in in our own power. We've got to have the power of the Holy Spirit. We've got to have God. We've got to have God. We've got to have God's breath on us. An order of service is not enough. A program is not enough. A schedule is not enough. A song is not enough. A gift is not enough. A talent is not enough. A crown is not enough. We've got to have the, the endowing of the, of the Spirit of God. And when they've done that, all of a sudden, God began to pour out his blessings on this work. And it began to grow and grow and grow by addition. Then all of a sudden, it just took off and began to multiply. Now you say, Pastor, what are you saying? This is my point. And just as God had big plans for this work that we just read about, I believe God has big plans for this work at Calvary Baptist Church. If we'll realize we can't do it, but he can. He can. And every Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday night, revivals, conferences, special meetings, we need to walk in saying, oh, God, we need you. We need you tonight. Hey, Calvary, let's get a vision. Lord, expand my vision and extend my outreach. Expand my vision and extend my outreach. Let's pray tonight. Father, thank you so much for this time we've had together tonight. Lord, simple word, but I pray that something was said that would set somebody on fire tonight. Lord, would you expand our vision and extend our outreach? Just go to this mic, Brother Allen. Father, I pray tonight that you're working every heart What a weekend we've had. What an exciting weekend. Lord, to see all the people we saw on the property last night. The spirit that was here, the spirit of excitement, fellowship, and camaraderie. And then, Lord, to see what you've been doing today. Father, we want you to know we appreciate it. We love you tonight. Lord, tonight, maybe as we close this service, somebody needs to tiptoe down to this altar and say, Lord, expand my vision and extend my outreach. 
I believe I can do more. Lord, I believe you can use me in a greater way. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Let's stand tonight all around the house. I wonder if you'd pray that tonight. Lord, expand my vision and extend my outreach. Lord, I've been trying to win my little crowd. Is there any chance you could use me to, to reach those outside of my crowd? Is there any way you could help me to reach my whole family, maybe? Maybe you could help me to reach those that I work with. God, could you use me to, to be a soul winner, to be a blessing? Maybe you could use me in ministry and missions. Lord, expand my vision. Extend my outreach. We're going to pause just for a moment. Can I ask this real quickly? Is there one here tonight anywhere who would say, Preacher, if I died tonight, I'm not sure I'd go to heaven. I want you to pray for me. Is there one anywhere tonight? Can I pray for you? I see that hand. Is there anybody else here tonight? Pastor, if I died, I'm not sure of heaven. Would you pray for me? You'd slip your hand up. Let me pray for you tonight. Anybody? Anybody else like that here tonight? All right, Calvary, I'll tell you what let's do. I'm going to pray. And then why don't we why don't we do business with the Lord tonight? If, if God's leading you to use the altar, I'd use the altar tonight. Maybe tonight you just need to come and pray that prayer. Lord, expand my vision. Lord, I put you in a box for too long. <laughs> I've underestimated what you can do. Expand my vision. Extend my outreach. Father, I pray that you'll bless in this time of invitation. Speak to every heart tonight. And Lord, I pray that you'd give us a vision at Calvary Baptist Church. And Heavenly Father, this is what I'm asking according to your will. I pray that that vision would not go away until the sound of the trumpet. God, keep us in the way. Help us not to stumble. Help us not to get distracted. Lord, I pray that we'd stay where you want us to be. I pray we'd hold the line. And God, I pray that we would move forward for the cause of Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you'd keep your presence and your spirit here. And I pray that we'll keep on giving you praise. And I pray that every, Lord, I pray that every time folks walk in here, that this will be a Christ-exalting place. In fact, Lord, I pray that the Spirit of God would be so real here in this special place that when people even drive down the roads close by, God, I pray that they'll feel something different in this place. Lord, expand our vision. Extend our outreach. Have your way in the invitation, please. And we thank you in Jesus' name.